6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Last time we spoke with our next guest, he was embarking on the drive-in concert series, a way to get in front of fans during the pandemic. It was an amazing success and resulted in many other musicians across North America following his lead. Alberta's own Brett Kissel has been carving his own path for years now, making records, setting records, and all along seemingly keeping his feet on the ground. His fifth major label record dropped today. It's called What Is Life? And the first single, which you just heard, is Make a Life Not a Living. It's making history already, picking up the most ads ever in a single week on Canadian Country Radio. Brett Kissel joining us this afternoon. Hey, Brett, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you, Jalen, and thank you so much for such a wonderful introduction. I'm just so happy to get a chance to spend time with a friend because I miss you. I really do. I miss you too, Brett. It's been a while. I was looking up, and it was was last... May when we officially spoke on the air. We've talked a couple of times since then, but it's been one hell of a year, hasn't it? Yeah, the, the ride that I've been on has been crazier than the roller coaster at West Edmonton Mall with the highs and the lows and the twists and the turns. But my life is not unique. I think every Albertan, every Canadian, everybody around the world has just gone on this roller coaster ride and we're just trying to navigate this whole big thing. But with that navigation and with that uncertainty and frustration, but excitement and nerves and all of these emotions that come into it, at least I think I was able to put it to good use and put together a very special record. Brett, one of the things that um, I, I love about your access to your fans, you certainly do a lot of Insta stories. You do, you know, the the Instagram, the concert series on Instagram as well. But you're very upfront and honest about about the past year on, for example, Instagram, sharing those highs, sharing those lows, feeling uh, feelings when you're when when you have something to celebrate, like a record deal or something really low, when you're just wondering about, you know, folks' mental health, all of that sort of stuff. I know that the past year has given a lot of us a lot to think about. You as well. You talk about these words. What is life? When did those words start sticking? And when did you decide that it would push the feeling? the words, the sound of this album? Uh, You know, that's a great question. And and there's a a lot to unpack with such a simple uh, question. What is life? Mm -hmm. I believe that that quest that I've been on is something that, uh, you know, I've been on that little adventure that turned into a grand adventure over the last several years, you know, traveling so much and going you know from coast to coast and being on the road for 300 days and really trying to figure out what this all means and then when it all comes to a grinding halt Mm. like it did last march you know a, a, a year a year ago 13 months ago that's when you really have an opportunity to take stock of the things that you've got maybe the things that you've accomplished the things you've yet to accomplish the things that you realize were maybe just external validation and what good is that what is is all mean so i was going up and down and left and right trying to figure this out and i was just at least happy to have something like a guitar uh, (laughs) that i could turn to and just reflect and i don't know maybe get lost in a little bit as they did over the last number of months 
Brett Kissel joining us this afternoon. His new album is called What Is Life? A couple of the lines, there's, well, the, the album, first off, is, is, is fantastic, Brett, and there's some lines that have really jumped out at me, and I want to ask you about them. You ask, what brings tears to your eyes? What brings joy to your heart? And then you, you really reflect on, on growing up in small towns and about, you know, how sometimes when we grow up in a small town, we want out, but then we want to come back. This, this album, to me, sounds like a love letter to your home your family and where you came from very much so and and thank you for that acknowledgement and thank you for noticing that because it wasn't until i started to truly piece together this record that i realized there was a consistent theme and i would do a lot of reminiscing about the good old days now granted i mean i'm only 30 years old but i would look back to some of these great memories and the great uh encounters that that i've had so there's a lot of gratitude and appreciation for yesterday in this record but also there's a lot of hope and looking forward to the future because i feel like i've been able to learn a lot of lessons early on in life and understand that if you pick up different things like physically imagine you're picking up your emotion you're picking up your thought process does this bring me joy does that relationship bring me joy does this activity bring me joy if it doesn't then you might need to remove it from your life mm. because life is too short and uh, I've learned that now. Did, did, did you find that things maybe were starting to go a little too fast for you as much as you want things to happen? Uh, I mean, you know, I think for a lot of folks, this pandemic has, has made a, a lot of us press pause and slow down and really take evaluation of, of what is important. Was, was, you know, I'm wondering about that, Brett. You know, it's a, it's a conundrum. It really is because... I would love to get back on a tour bus, back on an airplane, and especially back on a stage. But I think I'm able to do this in a different way and maybe um, have intention uh, and integrity be my guide and do things with more intention because I would take every opportunity that came out of fear that if I didn't say yes, it would never come back. So that is a really great lesson to learn. And a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, you know, I think can speak to that or anybody, you know, who has some goals and some visions that if you say no now, you may never get a chance to do it again. Well, I'm here to tell you that I think in the next stage of my life and in my career, I'm definitely going to put family, children, my wife and our needs first and understand that if that opportunity was right, it'll come back again. So that's what I believe now. Let's talk about the kids because your children's voices are on this album. And I was so happy to include them in that way. They've not yet heard their little voices. And I'm (laughs) going to be doing that tonight because I, every parent does this. My phone has a million videos and little voice memos of little songs and little, you know, stories that my kids, all three of them will share. And as I went through them, because of course that kind of stuff puts me in a really great mood, I thought... Wouldn't it be interesting if I'd be able to find things where we talked about life or maybe we got a little deep, as deep as you can with a toddler or with a four-year-old or a five-year-old. 
And wouldn't it be unique to include little sentences or phrases on the record? And we found the perfect ones. I'm wondering, yeah, and it's so cute to, to hear them. I, I'm wondering when it's, you know, in the songwriting process or when you're you're looking at songs, the things you want to record, if there's moments, like when you know that the song is perfect or the song is the one that's going to make it to the album, because I just want to throw one out here. The second song is called Die to Go Home. It's a classic story of small town, as I mentioned earlier, wanted out, got out, then dreaming to come home. I think the last lines are, when I was a kid, I'd watch planes fly by, leaving vapor trails and leave me behind, and me behind. From my window seat, there's a farm below. I was praying to leave. Now I die to go home. I'm like, goosebumps, Brett, goosebumps. Like, to me, that was, and to our friend Eric with the snowbirds, he pointed that out as well. Both got goosebumps from that uh, from that line. Well, I so appreciate you bringing that song up in particular and those lines up mm. in particular because without question, this is my favorite song that I've ever written, <laughs> but also maybe the biggest risk I've ever taken because I've never peeled back that many layers and allowed myself to be that vulnerable, which I guess to a degree shows courage, but... I, I have to say that I don't know if I was ever going to let on to the true story of mm. me, this little kid in Flat Lake, Alberta, who couldn't wait to get on a physical airplane. I didn't fly until, you know, I was in my preteens. And then before you know it, like in 2019, I had elite status on four different <laughs> airlines. And now I would be in those situations where I would look down on all these farms over Saskatchewan, over Manitoba, farms in Colorado or Texas. And I would think to myself, wow, I'm missing out on so many things back home with my grandparents and with my family. So it is the age old story and it's the most true and authentic I've maybe ever been in this creative way. Brett, uh, I have to say, sliding your way, uh, that that tune, when it came on, I was like off the top, I heard the yup yup, and I thought that sounds a little bit like a, a little yup yup from a Blake Shelton tune at first, but then it goes in to play great homage to Diamond Rio, and I was blown away. I love this song. I think it's a lot of fun. Why did you, you know, the twist, why why that song? You know, there's a, uh, there's a bunch of things that come into it, and I so appreciate that you acknowledge that song, because anyone who knows me, and you and I have known each other for a long time, I love traditional country music, yeah. and as I hold up quotation marks here with my fingers, <laughs> I love, you know, real country music, and one of the greatest decades for country mm. was the 90s. Mm-hmm. So when I had a chance to play the Grand Ole Opry, um, uh, the most recent time I was there, Diamond Rio gave me my introduction, uh, and I watched <laughs> them play Meet in the Middle. I stopped walking your way, and they're playing it almost 30 years later oh. and still get a standing ovation yeah. and get 3,000 people at the Opry losing their mind. So when this song, uh, you know, was in uh, like a contender for the record, I told my label, I said, I've got to do this because if anybody loves country music the way that I do, this song's really going to resonate with them. Mm. And just imagine, Jalen, if we are together at like Big Valley Jamboree again and Diamond Rio is singing this or I'm on stage, this is a live song if I've ever heard one. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I just, uh, it's so much fun, Brett. Brett Kissel checking in this afternoon. Am I keeping you too long? Do I still have you for a few more minutes? Uh, However much time you need, (laughs) no problem. 
<laughs> Thank you, my friend. All right. Um, I have told you in the past, Brett, that I, I I love the fact that it seems that you put a love song to your wife on ever, on every album, and there is one on this one as well. In the past, I you know, coffee with her. Um, I think that was from the last album. I, I texted you one day and said I thought it was one of the most beautiful. Um, just simple love songs that I'd ever heard. And I think from this day forward, it's a bigger one. It's more complex. It's, it's, it's just more, I think it's more powerful. But again, it's there. Is, is that a conscious effort or does that just happen? You know, it, it's very conscious. I, I want to make sure that with every project I do, there truly is something that is very special and meaningful to talk about our love story. And so this song in particular is very special because um, Austin Taylor Smith, my best friend, um, <clears throat> this was a song that he had essentially written for his wife mm-hmm. on their first dance. Well, it's interesting because he's experiencing his first year of marriage and my wife and I are experiencing our 10th year of marriage. And as I went line by line on his song for Catherine, I was able to say, wow, this is a very identical love story and with his permission i was able to record it and well make it my own for cecilia so you have my best friend a guy that if cc and i married each other again say this upcoming july on our 10th anniversary austin would be standing right beside me so it's an all-encompassing very special uh story and i'm so glad you brought that song up in particular before i let you go i have to ask you about the last track on the album it's uh track 14th and it's called kindness and it's a really stripped down tune and it 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 sounds quite a bit different than than the other songs but it's the lyrics it's the words in this song and again i think it's a culmination of the past year for you brett but you talk about if kindness was contagious if no one could escape it hate would be a four-letter word that nobody used different isn't dangerous hands uh were meant for shaking hearts were made for making love this i promise you and the world would be a better place if kindness were contagious i have to tell you kind of reminds me of a garth brooks tune um not like a a a, a, a we sh- not a the same vein as like we shall be free not the big anthem that we shall be free is but the message brett what is it about that tune for you and, and why does it sound so different than everything else well, thank you. I mean, that that song, without question, is is something that I think I'm going to look back on with fondness. Um, you know, as as I age and whatever happens in my career, I can look back to that song as something that was captured in a moment in time where it was something that needed to be said and something I needed of my heart. So the lyrics uh, were inspired by a post that I made early on in the pandemic. Mm. Could you imagine? If kindness was contagious Mm. and it actually went viral, which was amazing because that is something you don't expect because bad news goes viral. Good news often doesn't. Now, the reason why it was so stripped down, though, is because I wrote that song once the album was done, delivered, (laughs) part of Apple Music. It's already uploaded to Spotify. We're about to launch this record. And I sent that song to my team and I said, too bad this one missed the cut. I just wrote it today. <laughs> and then I thought, hold it. If this is something that's meant to be stripped down, and if my listeners are going to want to hear the truest, most authentic version of myself, yeah. I should put what I actually had on my iPhone, my actual voice note. 
Ah. So that's all it is. Ah. That's it. Knew that's it. just I was, my voice note. I was going to ask you where you recorded it. I was going to ask you. I was wondering in your in your downstairs in your truck. I don't know, but boy, oh boy, Brett, great job, Brett. I'm out of time. I could talk to you all afternoon. You know that. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. The new album is What Is Life. The first single, Make a Life, Not a Living. Brett, I'm looking forward to catching up in person sometime soon, and maybe there'll be a drive-in concert series, maybe, if we... I'm, oh my gosh, wherever I can get on a stage, I don't care if it's to cattle or to deer in the bush, I just want to play music, but I promise that I will invite you, and I can't wait to see you, too. Can't wait to see you, Brett. Take it easy. Thank you. Shoo. Yeah, you betcha. Brett Kissel checking in this afternoon. Check out the new album.